Amen and amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Good afternoon, Central Park Baptist Church. Good afternoon to y'all. We're doing okay? Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn three, two, one. Hymn three, two, one. Hymn three, two, one. Sing along, hymn 321, here we go. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth. Special ending. What a mighty God we. What a mighty God we. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day that we can come to your house and praise your name. Lord, we ask you to be with our congregation and our speaker today, Lord God, and be with our hearts and open them for your word. I ask you to bless this service. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory, Lord Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. And uh, as we remain standing, we ask that you turn to hymn 473. Hymn 473. One of the wonderful things about being a uh, amongst the body of believers is, is that we can be a blessing to one another, amen? And that should be our prayer, not just to receive blessings from the Lord, but to have the Lord to put us in a position where we can be a blessing to someone else, amen? Him 475? Him 475? Okay, Him 475. Him 475. Make me a blessing. Him 475. Him 475. Mary, the sunshine where darkness is rife, making the sorrowing glad. Make me a blessing, make me out of my life. Let's 
given to you in your name. The best of master loves you. Be to the helpless a helper indeed. Unto your mission be true. Make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. Oh, oh. Make Jesus shine. Welcome to our afternoon service. We're glad that you're here. Make me a blessing to someone today. That goes in a lot of ways, and we're looking for help this uh, this Saturday at twelve at, at, at ten thirty in the morning to help clean up back in the corner and around the church building here. So make us a blessing, Amen. Make yourself a blessing. There's only two people that have signed up for the work day back there on on the sign up sheet. Did you just sign up? Yeah, brother Devito and brother Choi. Uh, the only ones that have signed up, we need help because there's a lot of work to do back there. And there's a lot of work to do in the church building, too. And so, uh, if, ladies, if you want to help in the church, don't have to go out there and sweat and cut down trees and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, then uh, Mrs. Uh, Ms. Mallory will need your help uh, in the church, church building as we get some things ready for our winter months. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, if you can be a help, that's at uh, 1030 this Saturday after soul winning. Amen. It's great to have Miss Jackson back with Amen. us today. Amen. Yay. Let's give her a round of applause. Yeah. We've been praying for you for a long time, Miss Jackson. We're glad to have you back. Praise the Lord. You're able to be here today. We pray for you. We love you very much. And it's a thrill to have you back with us tonight. Amen. Don't forget about soul winning Saturday at 930 in the morning. And then don't forget, uh, there's many things that we haven't talked about. Uh, when it comes to uh, some things, we have a number of sign-up sheets out in the foyer. We have uh, the uh, uh, church yard sale. We didn't really talk about that much, and we haven't, but there's a sign-up sheet for that. All the proceeds from that will help uh, the Grants of New Mexico Church out there for the, for, for the um, uh, um, Navajo Indians. Uh, we'll be uh, helping them with the proceeds from that. So if you have things you're going to bring in, there's a sign-up sheet back there so that we know uh, what's going on and whom we got to prepare for. Also, don't forget uh, to uh, prepare for the missions conference that's coming up October 12th uh, through 16th. We do have some uh, flyers out. They're back out on the table, on the welcome uh, table, and then uh, some on the uh, table across from that. A uh, little uh, threefold uh, tells us about our missions program. Very, uh, very important to understand how missions work here. And it's very important to support our missions. And I would think today, I did see the offering, but I didn't see how much was for missions. And I'm sure we made the, the difference up to reach our goal early this year for our missions. And so uh, I don't know a year, really, too many years, where we haven't gotten right to the end of the month and then hit our goal. But uh, this year it will be early, and that's wonderful. That means we're going to have a lot more to be able to share with those who have ministries around the world. Amen. Uh, and then also, one more thought is uh, Patch the Pirate. For those who are Patch the Pirate fans, Patch the Pirate 
uh, the, young, the new pets, the pirate, and, of course, um, those that work with them will be at Worth Baptist Church on November 11th at 6 p.m. That is a Friday night, and I want to encourage you to be a part of that if you like Patch the Pirate, and I love them. I'm, I'm 66 years old, and I still listen to Patch the Pirate. Amen. Amen. And I've listened to other stuff that Ron and Shelley Hamilton have put out, and beautiful hymns, but I still have Patch the Pirate. He's my buddy. I like Amen. him. And uh, I enjoy those, those programs and those shows. And so I want to encourage you, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, that you learn about Patch the Pirate. And if you have any questions about the, the program coming up on, on November 11th, let me know and I'll answer any question I can for you. Say, so how do you get to the church? I hope you drive because walking would take you a long time. Okay. But other than that, I don't have a lot of answers for you, okay? But I want to encourage you to be a part of that. Thank you for, for being here today. And uh, let's go ahead and pray for our offering for our afternoon, okay? Father, thank you so much for allowing us to give to you. I thank you, Lord, that when I take a dollar from this world and I invest it in investments here in this world, I may lose or I may gain. But when I invest a dollar in heaven, it's eternal value. And you never lose. It's always a gain. So thank you for allowing us to give. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your system by giving. And bless our offerings and our tithes as we give them today. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have tithes or offerings, come and put them in now. Thank you. We'd like for you to join us in singing the first and last verses of hymn 275. Hymn 275. First and last verses of hymn 275. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress. Jesus, 
over the world the victory to win. Amen. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear my burdens alone. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Jesus can help me. Jesus alone. Amen. And we need to tell the world about Jesus because one of these days, the roll is going to be called up yonder. And I'll be there. Amen. Hymn 435. Hymn 435. When the roll is called up yonder, we'll do all verses. Afterwards, please briefly greet each other after we finish this hymn. Hymn 435. Are we ready? Here we go. Oh, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair. When the saints of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the On that bright and cloudy morning when the dead in Christ shall rise and the glory of his resurrection shall when his chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies and the rope is called up yonder I'll be there when the rope is called up yonder when the rope is called up yonder Let us labor, let us labor for the master from the darkness setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up I'll be there. Amen. Please briefly greet each other at this time.
What has happened to a nation that used to fear the Lord? To a people whose foundation was built upon God's word. We've allowed the world's opinion to chart a different way. But it's time the church of Jesus Christ should boldly stand and say, God's word will stand against the raging tide of those who criticize and work their evil plans. God's word will stand against the gates of hell with power to prevail in the hearts of men. God's word will stand. They can take it from the courthouse walls, remove it from the schools, teach our children that we're animals, think against the golden rule, try to hide our Christian heritage from the public eye, but they'll never overcome God's word, no matter how they go. God's word will stand against the raging tide of those who criticize and work their evil plans. God's word will stand against the gates of hell with power to prevail in the hearts of men. God's word will stand. Kevin got saved during his senior year, and uh, here in our in our Wednesday night service, he got saved, and then God called him to preach, and this is your second year in Bible college, right? Yes, sir. And we're real proud of him here, and he's and we're going to give him another opportunity to preach for us. He's a good, he does a good job, and he loves the Lord, and you can hear it as he speaks. Brother Kevin, you come, preach. Amen. Good afternoon. Hi. How are y'all doing today? Doing good. All right. Well, <coughs> let me clear my throat. I did a lot of singing. <coughs> um, I just want to say uh, uh, thank you for everything, all that you've done. Uh, this church has been a blessing to me, and, and if it wasn't for this church, I wouldn't uh, be where I am today. So thank you all. But if, um, 
If you would turn your Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Oh, wow, sorry. (laughs) That'll catch your attention. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But uh, I just, um, I want to talk on uh, uh, a topic today, a thought, and uh, it's called uh, Love in Action. Love in action. And if you, we'll start at verse 4 and we'll go down to verse 8. So, uh, the Word of God says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. And uh, we'll we'll pray. Uh, Dear Lord, I thank you for the, the privilege to to preach today, Father, I pray that I would just say uh, your words and, and, and preach what you've laid upon my heart and what uh, I believe that your people need according to your will. So, Father, I love you. I thank you for all that you've done. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> so, um, uh, we're going to use our Bibles a lot today. It's going to be a very interactive message. Amen. Amen. Uh, but first, I want to start off by saying uh, charity. It's an interesting word. It's not just a translation of love. uh, It's love in action. You see, love is is similar to faith. For without an action, it's dead. You could have all these rushing feelings inside of you, but if you never do anything with them, it's it's vain. And that's what charity is. You could speak of how much you love something or someone, but if you never give yourself to that, is it, is it real? <clears throat> so that leads me to say this. Love, charity, is not easy. And let's be honest, it's not easy. But it's the most rewarding. Charity uh, is letting go of self for the gift of loving that person. It's letting go of you. But let's be honest, that's hard. Amen? That's hard. No one likes to let go of you. But I want to say that charity will be almost impossible to do until that happens. And that's my topic for today, the charity, and what it means to have charity. I want to start off by, um, by saying that without... To have charity, you have to let go of yourself. Amen. Amen. It's until you, you come to Christ and, and you come to the realization that you're not enough. That you say, Lord, I'm, I'm not enough. I, I can't do this. It's, it's when you come to the end of yourself, that's, that's when the Lord shows up. If you go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. Come with me because I want to... It's, it's, it's going to be an interactive message, and I want you all to 
see the word of God for yourself. In Matthew 12, verse 28, it says, Come unto me, all ye that, are, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Amen. So, can I ask you a question today? Are you burdened today? You don't have to answer, of course, but, but ask yourself, are, are you burdened today? Do you not even know of the weight upon you? Well, Christ is enough. Amen. He's enough. He's enough for the Father. Amen. And that's a, if you really think about that, that's a pretty big thought. He's enough for our sins. As Brother Marco said, His mercy endureth forever. He's the sweet-smelling savor, which our horrendous stench could never be. Paul called it the, the stench of dung. He's the sacrifice, which makes us righteous before God, no matter what. And I mean that, no matter what. Turn your Bibles to Galatians 2, 21. Galatians chapter 2, 21. Galatians chapter 2, 21. And it says, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Christ is dead in vain. Without Christ, if we don't have Christ, then we're all men most miserable. So if you're saved, what does that make you now? According to Ephesians 1.6, it says that you're accepted in the beloved. Amen? Amen? Do you know what that means? That means regardless of your insecurities and regardless of all the time that you want, you want to feel accepted and you feel that you lack, it says the Bible, the Bible says that you're accepted in the beloved, mm-hmm. that you literally lack nothing. Amen. If you turn your Bibles with me to Romans 6, Romans chapter 6, verse 2. Romans Chapter 6, verse 2. And I've been trying to carry the thought of that we're not enough and that Christ is enough. And that we're accepted in the beloved. And Romans 6, chapter, uh, Romans chapter six verse 2 says, um, God forbid, uh, how shall we that are dead to sins live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? So what does that mean? The Bible says that we are dead to sins. Baptized into his death, that we are dead with Christ. Look at verse 7. It says, for he that is dead is freed from sins. What does that mean? Do you know that you have victory over sin? You have victory over sin no matter what. You have victory over sins. Why? Because the, God sees you dead in front, of, in front of Him. He sees you dead with Christ. He sees you dead to your sin. That's what baptism is. When you're buried, you're buried into His baptism, and you are dead to that. So you want to know how to have victory over your sin? Read verse 11 of Romans 6. Likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead unto sin. Reckon yourselves 
to be dead unto sin. What does that word reckon mean? It means to count yourself dead unto sin. Count yourself. It's agreeing in your heart that God sees you dead to sin. We oftentimes struggle with sinning and we struggle with temptation when all you have to do is agree in your heart that God sees you dead to sin. And that sin has no power over you. Why? Because you are dead. And what is that called? It's called faith. It's called faith. And I'm going to make a statement. Coming to church, although how wonderful it is, does not overcome your sin. Going soul winning does not overcome your sin. Praying faithfully, although how beautiful it is, does not overcome your sin. Reading your Bible faithfully doesn't overcome your sin. Faith overcomes your sin. Go to 1 John with me, chapter 5. 1 John, chapter 5. And I want to try to establish this because this is the most, this is the foundation of all that there is in, in Christianity. 1 John, chapter 5, verse 4. It says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. But it's not just faith itself. It's not just the idea of faith, but faith in Jesus Christ. Turn your Bibles with me to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I know we were just there. Apologize for not telling you to stay there. But go with me, go, go with their me again. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. We often uh, hear this verse alone, and it's beautiful, but I, feel, I believe that it's often a part of it is overlooked. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What is that faith in the Son of God? Faith that you are dead with Christ. That your life is hid with Christ in God. Galatians Colossians 3.3. 3. But not just that, but you're alive unto God. Romans 6.11. And what does the Bible call this? It calls it liberty. It calls it freedom. It calls it rest. <laughs> rest that nothing is holding you back. Turn your Bibles with me again, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That word, Paul says, stand fast. He says that specifically. But I want to talk about that word liberty. You see, I, I, I read that verse and I never understood it, but I read it and I searched up in the, my concordance what that word liberty means. And that word liberty in the Greek, it means freedom, of course. Liberty, freedom. 
But it has many definitions. And one of them was not enslaved. And I, and I thought, we are not enslaved to who we used to be. Amen? Praise the Lord. If you really think about that, we are not enslaved to sin. We are not enslaved to the law. Amen? We're not enslaved. And Paul warned, stand fast and don't be entangled in the yoke of bondage. Why? Because it's a fight. It's a fight. That old man who you used to be wants to take control and establish his own righteousness, but he's already dead. Amen? So many times we walk in the old man. We walk trying to establish our own righteousness rather than walking by faith in Jesus Christ, rather in the newness of life. We do everything to overcome our sin but have faith that we're already dead to it. Just have faith. Amen? And how do you get faith? Well, if you turn with me to Romans 10, verse 17. Romans 10, verse 17. It says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now I want to clarify... Uh, that reading your Bible is the most important thing you could do. The most important thing you can do. And I know I said that reading your Bible doesn't overcome your sin, and that's true. I mean that. The idea of getting your Bible reading done doesn't overcome your sin. Faith in the Son of God does. And faith comes by the Word of God. So I said all this to say this, that you're free. And uh, you might not understand that, but when you're weighed down by your burdens, when you're weighed down by, by the thoughts of that, that overcrowd your mind, when you're weighed down by your sin and, and, and you realize, how could God have mercy upon me? You have to have faith that you're dead to sins and that Jesus Christ paid for your sins and that you are made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ and nothing is holding you back. Accept yourself. You see, there's this knowledge, but until you apply it, that's when it becomes real. You're free. Christ has set you free. You're not enslaved anymore. And I'm nothing, and I mean nothing is holding you back. Nothing. You don't have to get up early in the morning and toil and toil and pray for hours on end for God to be pleased with you. He's pleased with you because of Jesus Christ. You don't have to read your Bible and listen to a bunch of sermons to be righteous before God. Christ makes you righteous before God. We oftentimes think, I have to do this before I do this. I have to do this before I do that. Not to overcome your sin. You do it out of love for God. And if it's it's become something else, then that's bondage. So what is our purpose now? Now that I have liberty, now that I I can do literally anything I want, I'm not bound by the law. I'm not bound by who I used to be. I'm not bound by my thoughts. I'm not bound by my sin. What's our purpose? 
Serve God. Amen. Amen. Serve God. Turn with me to Romans 6 again. Romans chapter 6 again. Verse 17. Romans chapter 6, verse 17. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, that ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. The moment you got saved, at an instant, you were made new. At an instant, you were made a new creature. Sin has no dominion over you, for he that is dead is freed from sin. So then the question is, why do I struggle with sin? Because you have to have faith that you're already dead to that. That Jesus Christ, that you're dead with Jesus Christ. In verse 22, it says, But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Amen. Now I want to reiterate this again. And I want to make a statement. You are never going to want to serve God in the old man. You are never going to want to serve God in the old man. And if you do, you will be miserable. You see, Jesus Christ took you with him to the cross. That you wouldn't be enslaved to who you used to be. And you have to reckon yourself to be dead. And what? And yield to God. That word yield you got to let go. Why? Romans 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. When you're in the old man, you can't please God. But verse 9 says, But you are not in the flesh. But in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I want to ask a question. Are you saved? Amen. Well, that old man is dead. That old man is dead. And, man, it might not seem real right now. It might, it might or might not. But when it, once it clicks that he's dead, it's the most freeing thing that you can feel. It's awesome. It's phenomenal. And I want to say this. This is where the Christian life begins. And all spiritual growth starts from. Faith in the Son of God. You see, it's wonderful. Because you get saved by faith in the Son of God. Amen? And you walk the Christian life by faith in the Son of God. Paul said, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 38, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. And now it says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Amen. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Live by faith every day. Now that I've said all this and all the foundation is set up, 
Now you do your reasonable service. Now you serve God. You see, all this has to understand. You have to know and understand all this before you do your reasonable service. Why? Because Romans 12, amen, Romans 12 comes all the way after Romans 1 through 11. It comes all the way after Romans 1 through 11. If you try to do Romans 12 on your own before going through 1 through 11, you will be miserable. Absolutely miserable. Now I'll get to the sermon. (laughs) And that's what I want to iterate today. That there has to be faith that you are dead with Christ. Dead to sins. And now I want to get to charity. The purpose that we have. That Christ gave us a commandment that I want to convey today. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 13 verse 34. John chapter 13 verse 34. And it says, John chapter 13 verse 34. A new commandment I give, I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. Amen. At the end of his ministry, before going to the cross, Jesus told his disciples one very important thing. Love one another. Have you been capable of loving others recently? Have you been more focused on self and slave to yourself? Has the yoke of bondage taken control of you? Have you been miserable serving God? Well, God has called you unto liberty. You're a new creature. All things are made new. You're free. And out of that liberty that Christ gives us, that we're not enslaved to anything, what does he say? Love one another. Have charity. Nothing is stopping you from loving others now. Nothing. Have charity. Go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Galatians. We're in Galatians a lot. Well, It's a very important book that one must understand. You see, in Galatians, uh, there was Jews coming to the church, um, and in in the churches of Galatia, and they were telling them, no, you got to do the law, you got to do this, you have to do that, and Paul's telling them, if you have to do that, then Christ died for nothing. If you have to constantly do this, so you could feel like you're righteous before God, then then Christ died for nothing. In Galatians 5, verse 13, says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Amen. But by love, serve one another. By love, serve one another. So I want you to turn your Bibles back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. In verse 4. Charity suffereth long. 
and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth in truth, sorry, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. It beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. And uh, that's what I want to talk about. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. To love one another. But you will never be able to love one another until you have faith in Jesus Christ. That you're dead to sin and dead with Christ. Because Jesus said, uh, By this shall men know you're my disciples. By the love you have toward one the other. Amen. That's all I got to say. <laughs> we'll pray. Uh, dear Lord, I uh, thank you for uh, everything that you've done. And, in this church.